0: Blob Talk Radio. Boxes, boxes, boxes. Boxes, boxes, boxes.
1: Tune in to Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking boxing, boxing, boxing,
0: boxing, boxing. boxing.
1: father's Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect. Like we like to do around this time each and every week. When I say each and every week, I mean mostly every week and mostly around this time. It's now 9 p.m. Central. I'm out here on a cold, frigid night in Houston, Texas. But we got some boxing this week. That's been warming me up, feeling real warm when it comes to what's going down this week, man. We've got the last of the back-to-back-to-back, three-peat, Jordan-esque boxing weekends. Started it off with the Ruiz, Joshua too. Joshua got his belt back. Backdoor with the Tiafimo. Lopez, the Come, my fault. Let me put some respect on the former champion's name. The Come versus Lopez. Last week. Tiafimo is the new. Got that belt. IBF champ. Now, we get to end it off with a highly anticipated fight when it comes to, you know, the boxing fans. I'm sure the casual fans out there might not might not be down, not, might not be hip to this one like we are, might not be as excited. But there's been a lot of trash talking since the first fight. There was a postponement trash talking after the postponement of the first uh, of the, the first time and we're getting to the real deal and what am I talking about I'm talking about Harrison versus Charlo 2 we're going to definitely be getting into that cuz I'm excited for that in fact I just watched Harrison uh, Charlo versus Harrison the first fight Charlo was the champ Charlo versus Harris in the first fight. Watched that again just about 30 minutes ago so I could have that fresh on my mind as we come into the podcast today. Just to make sure I didn't have it wrong, make sure I wasn't seeing anything wrong. And, I, you know, my memory is bad sometimes. comes to, you know, that Mary. But, you know, we definitely got to talk about that. So we'll do a little more breaking down of that. We also got the return of the Prince of Mexico, Chavez Jr. Facing Danny Jacobs over there on his own Saturday night. We even had a fight today, earlier, probably earlier this morning. I'm not 100% sure exactly where it was, uh, but Jeff Horn was fighting the guy that knocked his ass out last uh, last time he thought about retiring, he came back and won a decision. I didn't check that one out. There was somewhere over there in Australia, so it probably came on who knows when fighting on the win today, but who knows when but you know we're also going to be talking about daniel Dubois or uh, the Bois I like to call them Du Bois, but you know my man j p let me know that's that Dubois. Uh, Daniel Dubois, he's fighting some guy this weekend. Do we care about that? Uh, Canelo drops his WBO light heavyweight title. And last but not least, AJ offers to spar Fury to help him against, in the Wilder Rebatch. So we got a lot to talk about today. We'll see who all shows up. I don't know if we have RC on. In the last couple of weeks, he's in and out, out near Wednesday night, starting it off right. You know how he does when it comes to the weekend. His weekend is starting tonight. But with that said, we're going to take it to Southern California, to Inglewood, the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. Probably going to be hearing a lot more from this man when coming in the future. Might even be seeing a lot more of this, man, if you get our drip. We'll see how that goes. We said that earlier this year, but ain't shit happen. And that's all on me. But we're going to get this to pop out sometime in that 2020. It's going to be outside of the boxing podcast year. Start making that move. But with all that said, let's take it to Inglewood To my guy, Heavy Handed J a.k.a. JP. What's popping, man?
0: Well, what's up, man? Uh, Very excited for the weekend, of course. We got some good shit talk going down. Um, Some of the bigger stories in boxing happen to be the rumor mill type stuff. You know, we got the uh, Crawford uh, TV ratings are, some saying, are flopping. And we got this Fury fight not quite having a venue or tickets on sale yet. So there's definitely some topics we can get to in the Woomer mill. But before we move on, I have to claim my glory because I've been so wrong in all of my picks. Now, I didn't nail the peak of Tia Fimo, but I called it Tia Fimo in five. And we got it done in two. That's close enough for me. I was out on a ledge. I was alone on an island versus all of you guys. None of you picked them. And I got one. And like I said, I'm going to bathe when I get one. And, I, and I'm doing that now. So, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, most definitely. You were right about that, man. Uh, had a little, I think you had a little Christmas party, something to get to last Sunday. We started off late, so we couldn't get you in on that. But, yeah, man. You were you were one that called it, you and Teddy Atlas. Uh, only people I heard talking about early KOs. So, uh, yeah, man, you finally got one right, man. You're you, uh, you shooting sh- uh, Shaq free throw percentage about, right about now. You're probably at about 30%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're probably at about 30%. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. You're, you're only as good as your last one, man, and you definitely – you definitely made that pick right last time. So let's see if we get some crazy picks today, because today is Prediction Wednesday. where We're going to make our previews, make our predictions on the fight, man. But uh, before we get into that, we got another piece of the family on the line. Let's bring him in for a little introduction. Check it out there. That's Central NY. That's New York, for all y'all that don't know. So my man Janelle, Janelle, what's popping, man? How you doing? Man? Hey, what's popping y'all? How you you doing? Nothing much, man. Let's
0: start this show. Let's get on. Let's get the show on the road.
1: All right. Well, let's get it on the road then, man. Let's talk about the main fight of the weekend. The top fight, the fight that's ending off this, what I like to call three P this three weekends of boxing that we've been having glorious boxing for the last three weekends. And, uh, you know, I, I say three weekends, but I think we have, we might have a fight next weekend that might be all right. I think we've got the uh, Gamboa versus uh, 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 Javante Davis, but that's neither here nor there. What we're here to talk about tonight is Harrison versus Charlo 2. We got, let me break it down for you. We've got Tony Harrison, 28-2, 21 KOs, defending his newly gotten WBC junior middleweight title, or, uh, you know, our super welterweight, whatever they want to call it, uh, title against Jermell Charlo, 32-1 and 1 with 16 KOs. And um, for all of you who don't know, I mean, if you listen to the show, of course you do know that the last fight was a pure robbery. And when I say robbery, I mean pure robbery. Now, like I said at the beginning of the show, I went back today to, a, and watched the fight. Watched it just ended about thirty min, uh, thirty minutes before the show, um, just to see if my memory was correct when it comes down to, uh, to what was happening. Was it really a robbery? So I went into the fight, you know, just just trying to get a clear eye on what's going down. You know me, uh, you know, a lot of nights, uh, a lot of days and nights are firing up. My memory isn't the best as it should be. I remember stuff, but, you know, I I can't pinpoint it down. And, of course, that was almost about one year ago. So I'm checking out the fight, and I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to see what's going on. And uh, the fight is how I remember it going. Tony Harrison throwing a lot of jabs, not even throwing a lot of jabs, just throwing jabs, running around, getting chased. And getting beat up by Jamer, uh, J- uh, Jamel Charlo. Getting hurt a couple of times. You know, he did hit Char- uh, Charlo a couple of times. He might have got four or five good solid hits the whole time. But Charlo outthrew him, outlanded him, you know, outmaneuvered him. Looked like the better fighter. But, of course, when, that be- when the bell rung and the judges gave that decision, um... Harrison got a unanimous decision win over Jamal Charlo. Now, Jermel Charlo. Now, even you know Lennox Lewis, I think, is the guy out there at uh at a uh, Fox FS1. He's the PBC guy. He they everybody on there was talking about how it was an easy win for Charlo. The whole fight they were saying how Harrison needs to step it up and there was no way he was going to win this one. But somehow he got the win. Now, after the win, that's when all hell broke loose. That's when the animosity and the hate between both of these guys started. Right after the win, Tony Harrison, who I think played it like a man, he said to Charlo, Hey, uh, Jamel, you gave me this shot at the belt, and I'll definitely give you the rematch at the next fight. Jamel, Jamel. Charlo, being the emotional firecracker, the the mad mad hatter that he is, while uh, while Harrison's giving his interview, Charlo grabs the mic and said, "You know what it is. You know I won." It, it, yeah, you know exactly what it is You said I won, you came over there and told me that I won You know what it is But I'll gladly accept your Your challenge And he walked off I think he, I didn't see the whole thing I think he, you know, he was sobbing a little bit We got to see them how emotional Charlo is uh, Young male Charlo is The uh, the younger I think he's a minute younger Of the two Charlo brothers The little Charlo brother. But he was in there, very emotional crying. Tony Harrison was upset, very upset about the disrespect. And that's when it all broke loose. Now, I think sometime in June, we were supposed to have the rematch. They had to face they had to face then. A lot of trash talk. A lot of shit talking. Charlo believed that he won, which most people did. Most people that seen the fight thought he won, thought he got robbed. Charlo was one of those guys, felt he got robbed. Tony Harrison felt one, but Tony Harrison wasn't taking any disrespect. A lot of noise being talked, but Tony Harrison had to pull out of the fight due to a so-called ankle injury, talking about maybe even having to get surgery on that ankle. Well, no surgery was had, and the word is that Tony Harrison might have got slept, might have got put on the ground during the training camp, think that's the word. That's what's, what was going on in the rumor mill around that time. And, and smart enough because we saw with, uh you know, with AJ that maybe if you get slept during training camp, you ain't going to be your best, and you might lose your belt. So, you know, I ain't mad at him for that. Charlo said he's ducking him, but I can't say Tony Harrison is ducking him because Tony Harrison didn't take any fights in between, didn't take no tune-up fights went straight back to Charlo after a year off, damn near. Let me see. This fight was in, uh, yeah, December. That fight was in December 22nd of last year. This was going to be December 28th of this year. So, yeah, Uh, I mean, December 21st of this year. Or the twentieth. Well, I see this shit right here. I don't know. I'm tripping. Yeah, December twenty-first. So almost, almost a year to the date these guys are fighting. So I'm not gonna say Tony Harrison's ducking. If he did get knocked out or get hurt, he played it smart. Don't go in there, especially to a guy that everybody thought uh, gave you that work, half-ass and not not your best. So, of course, Charlo didn't want to hear it, but we're here now. And since then, it's been. Nothing but nothing but shit talk. Fox, uh, PBC, Fox, uh, FS1, they're doing a great job of promoting this, I feel. If you're in the boxing at all, if you're looking at stuff, you see that these guys have been talking noise. They got them on the face-to-face. Um, Rowdy, you know, the, the moderator, I don't know his name right now. He couldn't control it, just a lot of noise talking. Charlo, very emotional. He tries to sound a little smarter than he really is. He's losing to Tony Harrison when it comes to the back and forth. Tony Harrison always has something to say for him, calling him a sucker, saying, you know, Charlo asks crazy questions like, who you beat? And Charlo, you know, and all Harrison has to say is, I beat you. And and then, you know, Charlo's looking around crazy. Charlo's very passionate. I love that about him. You know, me being from Houston, me, uh, the Charlo brothers being from Houston, you know, I got their back. But when it comes to to talking, you know, they're not they don't have the best mouthpieces, especially Mel, and he does a lot of talking. He does a whole bunch of talking, and his mouthpiece ain't the best. So Tony Harrison has been getting them when it comes to the talking, and Tony Harrison believes that he's in a uh, Charlo's head. And I can see where some people might, if they haven't been watching Charlo, if they haven't seen how emotional and how energetic and how he calls it full of passion he is, you might think that that's the truth. But I don't think so. I think he, they, uh, Tony Harrison is just lighting the fire when it comes to Charlo, man. They even have, I sent it to the group today. I, just, uh, I, saw, I saw they had a little thing where, the, where they were reviewing the fight. I've never even really seen. FS1 do this kind of stuff where they were reviewing both of them were in in, in a room not together they were in a room by themselves looking at the last couple of rounds of the fight you know saying why they think thought they won Harrison standing up after he won you know saying that it was it was a good thing I I suggest y'all go check that out on the uh the PBC YouTube page it's a good little thing Harrison's being very very uh, animated about the win. You could tell that. You could tell that he wants this. You could tell that this means a lot. He said he doesn't even care about the belt. He just wants to prove to everybody that he's the better fighter. Wants to prove to the world. Wants to prove to Charlo. He just wants Charlo to say that he's the better boxer. After I saw that, that's what made me. You know, Harrison was doing so good at talking. His talk game was so superior to Charlo's that it made me want to go back and watch the fight again to see if I knew what the hell I was talking about and there was a robbery. And sure enough, it was a robbery. So when this fight goes down, I'm going to... I'm going to... uh, I'm going to go with Mel Charlo. But before I give my official prediction... I want to take it to my man, JP, man. JP, we've been looking forward to this fight for about a year now. It's going down finally. Finally. It's going down on Saturday night. Harrison putting up his WBC junior middleweight title, a title that most people thought he got off a of robbery. He's putting it up against little brother Charlo from Houston, Texas. Harrison versus Charlo, two. What you thinking, JP?
0: Oh, well, man, great job running it all down, man. Um, You know, long, long, long time waiting. Now, a lot to chew on here, but myself, when it comes to talk, look, I love talk. I love trash talk. I love it with a passion. I love talking shit. But, I understand there's a complete separation in talking and doing. That is two totally different things in life, and we learn that as men. Um, if we talk about some of the fight psychology men, yes, uh, Jamel does look uncomfortable and unable to keep up with um, Harrison's lucid you know, comebacks and stuff like that. He's really fluid. Um, he's witty. And he's just more fluid than Jamel. And what the and you touched on Jamel's passion, and, and that comes off as like, well, what what does this passion come off as? While we watch all these videos, uh, just like a guy who's overly emotional, and that lends itself to us thinking that when he when he gets in the ring, he'll be overly aggressive, overly exert himself, and he'll be out of character. I think that's where we're all getting with um, uh, Harrison being inside of Jamel's head. The the ending to that is Charlo being overly aggressive. He'll overexert himself and he'll be out of character and won't be able to stick to a strategy. I don't believe that's so, especially after watching the footage that you sent. And, um, and Charlo basically chronicled it. He was like, you know, see those little shots he hit me with? Yeah, they jabs. Yeah, they little right hands, and they don't hurt me. But I can't give those away this time. You know, I can't give those away. So I, I think that, you know, he understands that being overly aggressive can be a, a detriment to him. But look, we'll talk about Harrison um, a little more, and I learned a few new things. Now, I didn't know Harrison has been out up in the ninth round. Um that's something you want to, you know, pay attention to. Now, Jamel could have seen, okay, this guy gets knocked out. Let me go in and get him. And it looked like he was pressing in the fight and overexerting himself and being overly aggressive, not setting up anything to the body, not doing any of that stuff. And, you know, I think this time around he has a good corner. I think they'll, he'll have a better game plan. I think he'll be able to get to um, Harrison. But, you know, Harrison is, is a slick fighter, man. You know, he's a tall, slick dude. And I think Harrison said one thing, one thing, and I don't, like I said, I don't hold the talking in a high regard, but he did say one thing that stuck out to me, Said this guy ain't never faced an athlete. He never faced an athlete. And so I thought about that a bit, and I understand that the, the, Charger, the Charlos admittedly grew up fighting Mexicans. In, in Houston and in, in the Texas area going in those gyms. Predominantly Mexican. Um and even the Houston fight style isn't like a slick I don't know, man. I, I like a Houston like a Texas fighter is more meat and potatoes, you know? Um just just my estimation. But I I'm looking at um Jamel's box wreck and of course we got um, the names that jump out like Austin Trout, Erickson Lubin um, But I wouldn't necessarily call them dudes athletic They're black um, They're good boxers But I don't know if they're good athletes So when Harrison says I'm a good athlete He says I'll beat this dude at any sport I'll beat him at basketball I can run faster than him I can throw a ball farther than he can I can hit a baseball better I can catch a baseball better I'm just a better athlete than this guy. And and there might be something to that. I think there could possibly be something to that. But when I thought back to the fight, well, I don't have your your reference. I was just watching it. All I truly remember about the fight is like, wow, that's one of the more uh, easier, I don't know, if easy to word. That's one of the more uh, times where I've seen a guy lose his belt for not getting beat that bad you know the adage is you got to take it from the champion you got to beat the champion I was like damn well he didn't necessarily beat him up you know they took that guy's belt and it was pretty freaking close at at the least you know what I mean so I felt like they took his belt in, in 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 a fight that was much too thin um too close to take someone's belt but you know, nonetheless, it, it seemed like we must have definitely had some boxing purists scoring the fight because Jamel was definitely the aggressor. Aggressor, he definitely bullied him around. He definitely was the boss in the ring, kind of controlling the space. In my estimation, now if you ask Harrison, he doesn't seem to think the same. Nonetheless, man, I'm psyched. Um, both dudes want it so bad. I mean, nobody wants it more than Jamel. I think Harrison wants it more, uh, just as much. He knows. This is his his, his claim for legitimacy You know, for him It's back into the scrap heap Now for Harrison to have Gotten that built I mean, it's not like, you know, the House is betting on him To win it, there's nothing There's no push behind Harrison Zero So in the eyes of those judges, man He must have simply just won that fight To them And, um, you know, but for his own pride He seems like a proud duty He has a dad and, uh, you know, he has a pops over there. He seems like a proud dude. He seems like a dude who's composed. And he's, he seems like he's going to definitely want this fight. And, and it's a fight for manhood. is a fight for legitimacy. And, like he said, and like you touched on, he said, you know, I just want to beat this dude. Fuck the belt. At some point, just get it. I can't be around him if I can't feel like I'm better than him. We ain't going to be able to share the same air because this is personal. And it's, it's on some, on some man and shit. You know, these dudes have spent a lot of time looking in each other's eyes, talking about what's in each other's soul and what kind of heart the other has. Now, I mean, I, I think Jamel might have got wind of him getting hurt in camp. That's why he kept trying to talk to him, like, I know something about you, homeboy, you know, trying to speak to him. But, you know, whether that's true or not, it's, it's definitely a chink in the Army and it's just definitely a boat of confidence Anybody to know the dude you're gonna fight just got knocked out and hurt, or you know hurt, definitely gonna bode your confidence. So, man, I can't wait. Still thinking. I'm talking to my other partners. Should we go in and shoot down there and scalp some tickets? About a hundred dollars. I'm thinking, shit. Once you're there with a hundred bucks, you might be front row. I don't think this thing is gonna sell that many tickets but I think it's going to be a fight that does better on TV. I don't don't know. I'd be interested to know what the tickets and and how many people are going to see this fight. But nonetheless, man, I can't wait for it. My pick, I'm going to take Charlo with an 11th round TKO. Man, I
1: feel that. Yeah, man. Um, I'm with you 100%. I think that you know, you were talking about Harrison saying that he was athletic. He was he that he couldn't he can't be the athlete like me. I'm more athletic. That's one of the things that made me go go back and watch the fight again. You know, I had I had an idea what went on, but the way Harrison was talking, the way he was the way he was just saying he whooped him, and I, I just had to go back. And it wasn't you know it wasn't a close fight. There might have been a few close rounds at the beginning, but you know Harrison got hurt a couple of times. Uh Charlo might have got hit with like two real good shots, five good shots overall, but you know, that was a that was a beating um damn near. And I doubt and, and if I was you, I would probably try to shoot out there to, to catch that fight. Now I was trying to I was looking up the tickets right now to see how see what they're going for. You know, it's still a ticket master right now. Let me look and see what they're looking like. Uh yeah, you're looking at $30. Let me see. Let me see what floor seats is getting you. Section 104, $50, dog. Hold on. Is that right? No, that's Section F1. I was about to say. Hold on. Let me go down to – let's see what the big – yeah, $100 is getting you. You're looking good for $100. 250 gets you front row. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, $250 gonna get you per row $100, you're looking good Yeah, and you know There's a whole bunch of $100 a
0: day of might get your ass in the ring You know, $100 a day of Man, your ass gonna have full access To everything
1: Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, where they got seats And yeah, there's a whole bunch of seats left There's a whole bunch of seats left a bunch of seats. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. No, nah, that, that place
0: is a shithole of Los Angeles. You know, it's far east of the city of Los Angeles. i fuck a fight in Ontario, dude. I don't, I'm sure you probably haven't been to Ontario. But that's uh, a almost desert-esque suburbia about mm, 60 miles east of Los Angeles. It's where people move when you can't afford a house in. In town, basically. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you get out there for a hundred dollars. You're probably looking good because you know most of these, the tickets that are that haven't been that they showing have been bought. You know, a lot of these are probably bought by scalpers the day, uh, you know, the day that they go on sale. Because yeah, I'm looking at the little middle section. That's damn near. Yeah. Hell yeah. You could be. You could be front row. What's that? That's a hundred dollars. Yeah. You could be on the front row, not the front, not in the, on the floor, but the front row of the, of the stands for a hundred dollars. That's right now. So yeah. Day of a hundred dollars. Yeah. You're probably, yeah. You're probably in the ring, man. You might be able to make the announcements for a hundred dollars, dog. So yeah. If I was you, I'd go in there. Hell of a <laughs> fight, man. Hell of a fight. I'm looking for Charlo. You know, like you said, Charlo seems like he's going to be very calculated. There was, When I was watching the fight, I was saying to myself, all he needs to do is just get a little closer, you know, do throw a a few more punches, and he would have got. I think he could have got Harrison out there. Tony Harrison, like you said, has two losses, been knocked out twice. I think it was both in the ninth round, once to Jared Hurd, once to, uh, you know, Willie Nelson, who, who for some reason I, I thought was gonna be good, but he never stood up to anything. So he got beat by Willie Nelson. Jared Heard beat him up when Jared Hurd was to thing. And that's one big thing that this fight that Tony Harrison put a, a wrench in. Cause if you uh if you remember JP after after Heard's fight, the the fight before that Heard had a fight, Charlo jumped in the ring and was talking all that shit to Heard trying to get that uh that um undisputed, 'cause I think Heard has has three belts, right? Yeah, I think Heard has the three belts.
0: Um I lose all that to J Rock or something.
1: Yeah, that was yeah, heard he lose. lost on the yeah, he just lost to J Rock, but before that he might have fought Laura or maybe Wilbur. He fought somebody and uh yeah, no, it was Wilbur. He fought somebody, so he fought somebody in that last year December. It says Jason Wilbur. So he had the WBA, the IBF and the IBO. So we're missing one. Which one are we missing? WBC, WBA, WBO. So somebody has to WBO. So it wouldn't have been uh, unanimous. Uh, I mean, undisputed. But they were. He came in there. Charlo came in there talking shit to him. Then after, and then during the whole Harrison fight, they kept on showing her. Her was going to jump in there, and we were going to have that fight for the uh, for both those belts. But of course, you know Harrison won, man. So we didn't get to see. The super unification of the uh, of the belts, man. So that sort of put a, a wrench into that, man. But to my official prediction, like I said, Charlo seems like he knows what he wants to do. He says he's gonna have to throw his hands a little more, get a little closer to throw that right shot, and I think that's exactly what he's gonna do. And I'm gonna take it more. I'm gonna say a knockout. Let me look. Let me look one more time at uh. At Tony Harrison's, did he lose by KOs or TKO? That's what I want to see real quick. You got two KOs. What's
0: surprising about Jamil's box record is that he's only got a 50% knockout ratio.
1: He's 16 of 32,
0: so it ain't necessarily like old Millie Mills, a knockout artist. I think that shot he gave to Lubin kind of, you know, had us thinking he's some kind of super puncher, but I'm not so sure of that.
1: Well, remember he, he's he switched trainers and then he started knocking boys out. So he got so his last what does he got? One, two, three, four, five, five out of his last seven fights have been knockouts. And these are KOs. One, two, three, four, four out of the last six have been KOs, not TKOs. So he's been getting – it seems like he's been getting stronger and stronger as we've been going on. You know, he didn't knock out Austin Trout because Trout was running around, didn't want to get knocked out. And he didn't knock out uh, Tony Harrison because we know Tony Harrison was running around. But I think he's going to get the TKO, like you said. I think you call it TKO. I'm looking for a TKO this time. Tony Harrison having to prove that that was a gift that he got. Um, And like Anthony Joshua – Charlo will redeem himself and get his titles back and become a two-time super welterweight a.k.a. junior middleweight champion of the world in the seventh, about the seventh round. That's what I'm going to call man. So, yeah, man, I think it's going to be a great fight. Very excited. Also, I think we lost Janelle. uh, But also on that card, we've got Guillermo Rigandow, you know, 19 and 1. You know, this guy's 39, 39 years old. He's 19 and 1. We remember him. His, uh, his only one loss coming back in 2017 to the great white hype, the great white hope, Vasily Lovachenko, made him retire on the stool. That was during the time where it seemed like boys would get bags. But since then, he's uh, knocked out some guy that was 16 and 8. Knocked out some guy that was uh, 20, 32 and 3. But I'm looking at his box rig, and he doesn't seem to be, doesn't have that fight on there. So something must have happened with Guillermo Rigondale. So maybe that fight's not on there. But I think Hefe Ajagbe, the the big African guy, is fighting Ajagbe. Let me see if he's fighting Ajagba. I believe he's fighting. That's what they said. Let me look and see. Make sure, because I definitely want to check him out. Uh, Yeah, 221, he's fighting the Toyota Arena. Ontario, he's fighting uh, Lago Calides. Calides. I don't know how to say that guy's name. This guy's 26 and 4. Ajave, if if boys don't know, he's another Houston guy by way of uh, Nigeria. Think he barely speaks English, but he's out here fighting in Houston with uh with Shields, um, knocking out mostly everybody. I Think his last fight he didn't he won unanimous decision. He's a 11 to 0 with nine KOs. Um, he was the guy that Curtis Harper went into the ring once the bell rung. He walked out didn't want to get knocked. Uh, didn't want to get no. Is that Curtis Harper? Yeah, Curtis Harper was the name. Everybody remembers that infamous fight where the guy walks in, once the bell rings, he just gets up and walks out because he didn't want to get that work. Um Ajagba is a guy that I like seeing fight, twenty five years old. Punching power. Very but he's very raw right now. But I definitely want to see him fight, man. So he'll be fighting uh, on the undercard. Doesn't look like uh Dow is fighting. But uh, I would have loved to see him fight It was for some kind of vacant title also So um, he could have been Got another belt man but I think that's all On that card that we want to talk about um, JP are you interested In a, a jogba at all Want to see him fight
0: I'm a little embarrassed with myself With my a jogba Or FA let's just call him FA F. A. Um, <clears throat> Shit man i seen a workout video Of this dude and then the um, next thing you know I was saying he'll beat Wilder You know what I mean But um, <laughs> to me to me, He's more fluid I mean he's to me and, and, and this might You know sound wild To me he can do everything better than Wilder Can Like he's more of a, a, a Looks to be an athlete to me He's more fluid He has more punch variety He seems to be He's definitely being tootled um, I seen a workout video. He's a goddamn monster. Like, dog, this dude workout video is sick. Um, and so yeah, I was really sipping the Kool-Aid big time for nothing. But I guess that can happen to the best of us. But look, man, I'm, I'm I want to see him. I thought, you know, we see more of him, but he's being moved moved along slowly. You know, and and that's a good thing. I don't know what fight he's in. What is he in the eleventh fight, twelfth fight? You said.
1: Uh yeah, uh, yeah. I I just got off of that a job, but yeah, yeah. But it wasn't too yeah. many. Yeah.
0: Now you got guys like, and now Imagine. we're just gonna call them the boys. So we got guys like Daniel the Boys. That's what we gonna call him here, the Boys. I like that shit. Um, uh, he's like in his twelfth, thirteenth fight. And obviously, clearly, being moved along a lot quicker. You know, Du Bois is on on the verge of starting to fight some real, real dudes. Now, he's fighting some big Asian guy, uh, Asian heavyweight, who I'm sure we're all going to be looking to see what this looks like. But, you know, um, F.A. is definitely being moved along pretty slowly, in my estimation. He hasn't really ticked the radar as far as, Fighting anyone that we care about at all Or have heard of So, you know we are just waiting. And um, I think everybody knows of him You know, and if it pans out We got a phenom on our hands Because of us as boxing fans, we're waiting We're waiting We're waiting until he gets on the big stage And we can really tell But I guess if we're just doing some eye test stuff I mean, man, he looks to be 6'5", 6'6", um, to me, he looks like a better athlete and a better boxer than Wilder. That doesn't mean he's better than Wilder or hits nearly as hard. I have no idea. <clears throat> but at this point, it's just really hard to gauge him.
1: But be he, he on the lookout for him. Yeah, most definitely. Now, when you watch him fight, he does look like he has more of a repertoire of punches, does a few more things. He does have that one-hitter quitter. But, you know, Wilder was knocking everybody out at this point in time. And he has a, a he has a unanimous decision against some guy, Ali Derizium. I don't really know how to say his name, but, uh, I'm looking, you brought up the boys and, and that was, uh, Daniel Dubois. That's what, you know, I'm sure that's what we want to call him. But yeah, I, I call him the boys for some reason, but he started fighting. Let me see. When did he started fighting? They, they both started fighting about the same time. And, um, uh, One of the topics was, you know, we'll go ahead and talk about that now since you brought him up. That was a great segue since we're talking about two guys. He's 22 years old. um, Ajagba is 25, a little older. Both of them started their pro career back in 2017. Both of them have around the same fights. This will be Dubois' uh, 14th fight. He's fighting for the WBC Silver heavyweight title. So he's definitely trying to put himself in the mix for that WBC belt, uh the WBO international heavyweight title. So he's looking for that WBO type of action. So he's getting himself into the section and body rankings. And he's doing it with uh, you know, almost the same pretty much the same percentage without the D Q. You got uh, 13, thirteen, thirteen and oh with twelve knockout. Uh let's see. Last time he won was a PTS. I P-T-S. I don't even know what that means, P-T-S. That's the only guy he didn't knock out. That sounds like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. But uh, that was back in 2018, October. He's fought one, two, how many times? Damn. He's fought one, two, three, four, five. This is his fifth fight of the year. He's been putting in a lot of work. Like I said, he's fighting for he's fighting for a lot of uh, he's trying to make his way up the up the ladder. And the question was, do we care? Like you said, he's fighting some guy Kairo Cairo, Cairo, I don't know Fujimoto. I know how to say that. He's fighting Fujimoto. Um, Twenty-one and one. His only loss was a KO. Thirty-three years old from Tokyo. Doesn't look like he's lost in a while. His last loss, he got TKO'd back in 2012. So, you know, he's been on the streak, knocking out, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of his last nine guys didn't make it to the end of the fight, man. So, um, And he's the Asian Pacific Heavyweight Champion, so there might be a pretty good test for him. Like you said, Look like they're trying to step Double D up a little faster than doing their jogba. A Jagba, he's he hasn't fighting for any kind of accolades at all. Hasn't been fighting for any kind of accolades, but uh, yeah, man. The question was, do we care about him? And I like Daniel, aka Double D, man. He's been doing this thing out there. He comes out with the, you know, he's got the all black trunks, um, uh. Sort of like Mike Tyson, he's trying, he's knocking everybody out, looking good. Like I said, young guy. Only thing is, he's a UK brother. And you know what I say about these UK brothers? You can never trust them. Never know what they're talking about, man. So, um, but we got your arch rival on the line, man. So, before we get deep into that, this Daniel Dubois and the a, a FA Bay a comparison, Let's hear. Let's take it to Seattle. Our boy. You know, a guy that got us both uh both into this game, definitely got me to call back into the old show. Talks a lot of shit. Um JP's arch rival. Especially when it comes to the business and the boxing. But let's take it to Seattle. <laughs> to see what <where> my boy <laughs> to see what my boy signs, the Seattle Sim, has to say about this Harrison versus Charlo two. We both uh uh, Sam, I know you just getting, you just not getting on. We both got Charlo winning the fight. Um, both believe that Tony Harrison's been winning when it comes to the mouthpiece. But are you excited for this fight, man? How did you see the first fight going? Give us all a breakdown of of what you've been seeing with the build up, and then give us your prediction. Sam, what's going on, partner?
2: What's going on? Man, uh we're finally here, true, man. True. We're finally here. You know what I mean? Uh finally here for this fight, man. Uh man, I, I got so much to say about this fight. Uh well, Speak to get to started, us. um uh to talk about the first fight, you know, I personally thought the fight was a draw. I thought both fighters were weak as hell. And it could have went either way or a draw, and I was fine with it. I think the uproar was uh, Charlo was the more hyped A-side guy, and usually fights like that that are kind of boring. Because, listen, let's be real. The fight was boring. There was not a lot of action either way, you know, and it just happened to go to the B-side. And when it goes, usually those fights tend to go to the A-side so people – were like, "Oh, robbery or this and that." It's like, "Come on, man." They both n- neither of them did much of anything. It just went to the guy people didn't expect it to, who doesn't who it usually doesn't go to. That's all. That's all it was. And another thing is fans when they're looking forward to a a fight in the future potentially, they they will act like if if it gets messed up by uh you know, a quote-unquote robbery, the guy that they want to see move on and fight somebody, they'll say it's a robbery or this and that. Or if that fighter really loses the fight and gets a gift decision, they'll say, oh, it wasn't, he won the fight, you guys are tripping, this and that. So that's what it is. People just were looking forward to Charlo Hurd and it it threw a monkey wrench into the situation. But the way I look at it is, well, then take care of business, you know? Take care of business. I mean, people can say whatever they want. Charlo was not looking like regular Charlo, or at least more, most recent Charlo. He was not the Destroyer. He was nothing close to it. So, I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, you know, I would have been fine either way. I personally thought it was a draw, and they both looked weak as hell and just needed a rematch again. Unfortunately, something happened. We're not quite sure what happened Uh, leading up to the first, you know, the fight that was supposed to happen in June. There's rumors. There's innuendo. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cloudiness. And because of that cloudiness and because Tony Harrison is fighting him off a year layoff, I'm going with Charlo in this fight, you know? Not sure exactly, you know, knockout this and that, you know. I just think Charlo gonna win. I think, you know, he'll 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 figure out, figure out a way to win, whether it's a stoppage or decision, whatever. But I just I just can't. There's just too much cloudiness, man. Did he get knocked out? Did he break his ankle, or whatever? This and that, you know. Charlo throwing out names of sparring partners, which made me wonder maybe there's some truth to it. Then I see an interview with Tony Harrison. He's talking about, oh yeah, I had all these ligament damage in my ankle, but I didn't. I decided not to have surgery. You know, and I'm like, huh? Like, that's not good. He, he's like, I just, I just worked, I just worked out and prayed and this and that, and you know, I don't totally feel good all the time and all this stuff. I'm thinking like, you know, if he's lying then he's lying, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he got knocked out and you know his 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 ankle ain't hurt at all, but if he ain't lying, that means he's walking around with an ankle that's that's not sur- surgically repaired. So I can't trust that at all. So I'm going to go with the more known quantity, which right now is uh you know Jamel with we don't know about any injuries or any other stuff going on with Jamel, so I think, I think Jamel's going to win this fight. And like I said before, man, you know, there's a lot of hostility going on with this fight. I wouldn't be surprised if something goes down, either during the fight after or whatever. I hope not. You know, I hope these guys can, you know, control their emotions as much as they can and everything. But, man, whoever loses this fight will never be the same mentally and maybe physically and should consider retirement. What the hell?
0: Why, son?
2: Because, man, boxing's mental, bro. It's ma- majority of it's mental, and these both of these dudes swear up and down they got the other guy. I'm about to get him. I'm about to get. him. Charlo's like, you knew what you knew what was coming. You knew what was coming, and that's why you picked <laughs> injured. you know. And then you got Tony Harrison's like. I'm living rent-free in his head. I'm living rent-free in his head. You a hoe. So I'm just like, man, they're both talking a lot, and I'm just like, man, one of them we know, unless it's a draw, you know, or maybe, you know, a, uh, one of them, you know, gets DQ'd or something, something crazy happens, we know more than likely somebody's going to come up short this weekend. And I just feel like they're just going to look like a straight clown and they'll just never be able to, like, especially Charlo. I think it'll hurt Charlo more just because, you know, Harrison's been stopped twice. You know, people forget he was winning both fights before he got stopped. He just has a suspect gas tank. But Charlo really believes that he didn't lose, you know? So he goes in there.
1: Most people do.
2: And and he loses this time then legitimately, I mean, I don't know what Charlo gonna do. I mean he he cried when he thought he didn't lose. Think of what might happen if he
0: you, know, you know if he actually does lose. You know? I'm just saying, I you believe know, Charlo took like Harrison is putting a lot of value and to me it's a weakness when you gotta put value into thinking you're you are quote unquote in somebody's head. Now, what like Neil Willa talked about earlier, with that, him, quote, unquote, living rent-free in his head, all that lends itself to is saying that Charlo is going to be overly aggressive, overexert himself, and not be able to stay in character, right? So, But to me, the, the mental game, to me, the psychology goes to Charlo. He's the dude that didn't miss the fight that's supposed to happen in June, and he's also the dude who's the bully in this thing. Like, to me, now you guys correct me if I'm wrong, and I, and I use the same uh, comparison for Wilder Fury. <clears throat> if I'm the dude that gets to be the bully, and you got to be the cute guy, and you can't hurt me, and you know that, like, Harrison knows he can't hurt him. That's clear. So he knows he gots the jab, you see, how was picking and moving and all that shit he was saying on all that cute picking, moving, and sticking and sliding and all that. That's just wonderful. Look, man, God. we call Ali the greatest of all time, and he's supposed to be float like a butterfly. No, Ali fight. That motherfucker would fight people for 15 rounds. He's just a faster heavyweight. So it's not about, you know, these cute guys. I'm always wanting to be, if if it was me, let me be the bully. What do you guys think? Does that matter here? Yeah, well, I the think problem it matters.
2: the bully mentality. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Willis.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it matters because you know Sam thinks it was a draw. Uh, Sam, I went back and watched that fight. I told uh, I told J P. Harrison was doing such a good job of talking shit and you know saying that he can't. He was a, a chump and saying that he can't beat him because he's a better athlete. He was doing such a good job that I wanted to rewatch the fight again just to see if I was missing something. And the first couple of rounds, the first four or five rounds were close rounds. But then sort of at the end, Charlo started beating Tony Harrison up. Not a lot of shots, but he was landing the better shots. I think he clearly won that fight. And I think that was a robbery. And I think Tony Harrison knows that deep down inside. And when you're you're a bully and, you know, both of y'all know that he won the fight, you know, I think that, yeah, I think Charlo's going to, I think he's going to stop him. I think Charlo's been, like I said, I think he's been playing smart. So, yeah, being a bully, I think it's going to pay off. But I think that's because they both—they both know they lost. He lost it. I think Harrison knows. You he- know why I,
2: I disagree on that? Tony Harrison was celebrating before they they called—they—they they, they announced the decision. He was pumping his fist, like he—like be- he believed he won, man. Like you can go watch the tape. He was pumping
1: his fist like before they even ran. Yeah, it. I see that. But I think he's a good character. You know? I think Tony Harrison is an excellent <laughs> character. <laughs> he walked over there he was nervous as hell he walked over there turned his back like Charlo said he did pump his fist but you know he was very excited that he won that one
2: I'm going to tell you what the fight I saw what I saw was every round kind of looked like the same until like later on the last like couple rounds Charlo did start landing a few good shots and it did seem like Tony Harrison was kind of like you know kind of off balance, kind of on the ropes, not really throwing punches back and all that. But for majority of the fight, what I saw was Tony Harrison landing a lot of jabs. Charlo trying to counter or Charlo trying to lead, double jab right hand, but missing a lot of right hands. You know, some got in there here and there, but the punch that was the the most consistent punch from round one to round 12 that was landed, was Tony Harrison's jab, but it's a jab. So that's where you have to judge. You know what do you think? Even the broadcast, which I actually thought the broadcast was biased for Charlo. Um, yeah, even he won during that the way. Bo- Easy. they 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 were acknowledging that Charlo wasn't going to the body. All Charlo was doing was yeah. trying to one two one two one. You know what I'm saying so. It's like that's my point. Like the fight was actually. Not that much action, very boring, you know charlo overall probably landed the the harder shots, but there they were there weren't a lot of hard shots, and it's twelve round fight so you can so if if charlo lands a right a big big shot in round three, it doesn't carry over to round four. You see what I'm saying? You still gotta judge every round individually that's why it's like to me, I was just watching really you I was like, man, both of these dudes look both these dudes look weak as hell. And I thought it was like a draw. You know, so that's what I mean. Like it wasn't that type of fight to me, man. Like it wasn't I don't know. But
0: it was your hey. one of them fights, and I've never found myself saying this. But this is the first time I found myself saying this adage. You need to do more to take a belt from a champion. Now I ain't saying Harrison lost. I'm going to just say that you need to do more than that to take the belt. You can't kind of get roughed up. You can't kind of not really dominate. You can't kind of, you know, you can't, and then get and take a guy's strap. Ah, I find myself going to that old adage. Oh, yeah, that's a I've never. a tough quit way to
2: lose the belt. Yeah, no question. That's a tough way to lose a belt. But, but at the end of the day, you know, in the rule book, it doesn't say, Oh, you have to do exactly this to win the title. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just, it's the four criteria and it's the ten point must system. That's it. <laughs> you know it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what it is. But it was just a oh, weak fight, no. man. That's all it was. It was just a weak yeah. fight to me, man. I'm just saying, like you know. But hey, they're they're you know they're they're fighting this weekend, man. It's finally over all this talking. You know all all this foolishness is over um and like i said you know the more the guy i i, I trust more coming into this cuz i feel like i know what i'm getting is charlo so i i think charlo going to win
1: well i think we we all got charlo man and uh we'll see exactly how it goes man i don't agree that it was a boring fight i think it started off boring and then uh and then Charlo started beating him up, and it got a little exciting when he started getting hit a couple of times. And I think Charlo's going to slow down a little bit. His corner was telling him to do that the entire time. He was going for the knockout, you know, performing in front of Big Brother. You know, before him, he's the main event. coming come now, you want to try to outdo him, a little competition, so you're going a little bit too hard. It reminds me of sort of like the Wilder Fury. That's why I think me and you, that's why, I think me and you see that fight so different. Also, it's because of how we interpret the power shots. Both guys, when it comes to Wilder and uh, and uh, Charlo, they were also landing jabs. You know, Charlo was also landing jabs in the first couple rounds. They was jabbing each other. Charlo might have hit him with a few less jabs, but he hit him with a power shot. They'll win the they the round. So I didn't see I didn't see Harrison winning too many more, too many rounds. And I saw the of Fury being a draw. But we're going to be on this all night, though. We don't want to talk about that. We got a few more things we want to run down. Glad my man Simon called in. Real quick, Simon, do you care about Daniel Dubois? Du we're talking about Jefe Jagbe, you know, the American-African fighter. The, he's really African because he barely speaks English. But coming out of Houston, He's been knocking boys out. He's 25. They both started They both in 2017, both of them fighting this weekend. Do you care about either of those guys? We'll switch it up. Do you care about Hefe and Jagme or Daniel Dubois? And do you think these guys can be champions in the future? Uh, definitely, man, because they're supposed to be, you know, the heavyweight
2: division, you know, credit to Wilder, Joshua, Thierry, you know, uh, and all that. They're, they've definitely made the heavyweight division hot again. And then you got guys like Dubois and um, Ajaba, a few other guys that are supposed to be like the next crop of heavyweights. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about them. I'm, I definitely have more stock in the Ajaba than I do Dubois. Reason being, you know, I've heard a lot of things about Dubois. You know, he's a big puncher, and I've seen some of his highlights and everything. But there is a red flag I've seen with Dubois. And you you guys wanna know what it is?
1: What's that? He was getting hit you a lot. I mean?
2: Nah, man, that motherfucker turned his back, bro, in a fight. I said, Uh oh, he might be soft, you know? He might have some clips <laughs> going. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, he turned he turned I was his like, back. Oh, man.
2: So, yeah, it was uh it but was he like two won. or three fights ago. Yeah, he still won the fight, but there was one moment in the fight when dude started landing some punches on him. And then, like, he just turned his back, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, uh-oh, you know? But, but, hey, we'll see. I'm just saying there's something to think about with Dubois. You know what I mean? You know, just something to consider. But, um, yeah, no, definitely, no, you know, definitely. Uh, nope, them guys are, you know, definitely the, the you know, next year or so when they keep coming up the ranks, you know, I, I got to look at the rankings and everything to see where they're at to see who potentially they might become the mandatory for. But, yeah, th- those are going to be, you know, two of the, you know, guys co- trying to come up, you know, um, people are high on that are going to be trying to challenge for, you know, the Wilders. Because Wilder said, I think Wilder said he wants to fight till he's 40, you know. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. he said he has seven I'm more years, I think.
2: That's Yeah, it. so I'm definitely uh, interested
1: in them moving forward. Yeah no yeah both these guys are are knocking boys out. J P said that said that he thought he thought for a second that a jockey was better than Wilder, but then you know we both agree he sort of looks like he's got a little more skills, but he ain't better. He could do a lot more. He could do a few more things, but he ain't better than Wilder. But he might get there, man. Twenty five years old. JP, I mean of course not he's not better than
2: Wilder. Wilder is the champion right now, man. You know, come on. We you know that.
1: Of course, yeah. JP, you got anything you know, you on
0: got that man for we get you on know, on the next one? A jog, but I'm not sure if a jog was under PBC. But if he is, my god, the promoting freaking yeah. um, opportunities you have with matching him and Wilder up as the prince and do a whole fucking Wakanda thing and have them fighting on the same card, and you can have like this whole both of them coming out and that shit. Wilder be coming out in. Oh my god, man, that that'll be fucking epic. They could do a whole fucking Wakanda thing with them two fucking
1: dudes. He is with the Yeah, him and Wilder, yeah, they'll probably do that, man. If Wilder's a real a real G like he says he is, if he you know, he's talking he talks that shit about uh Mayweather not passing on the torch. If he's a real dude, that's definitely what he'll do. But he ain't, I wouldn't do that in no time soon. But in about three or four years if he's still out here You know, y'all start doing shows together to set up the, uh, you know, the matchup. Probably by then. Jogba punches hard now. I don't know if he he doesn't punch as hard as Wilder, even though he's way bigger, but he's punching hard. He's sleeping, boys. But he ain't sleeping everybody. So, we'll see, man. Yeah, I can be hasty at times. So, yeah. Yeah. But let's uh let's get on to the next topic real quick, man. Couple of more Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. My man Canelo says that he's done at the light heavyweight division. He says he's just gonna get in and out like a like MJ says, a smooth criminal. He's gonna get in there, get the belt, make history make Mexican history, and get out of there. Canelo making mastermind moves. Last mastermind we saw that was this good was the great Floyd Money Mayweather. We're looking at a guy manipulating the game, but doing it at a championship on the world, on an elite, on the top three pound-for-pound level, Carving the game up. Man, Canelo vacating the WBO light heavyweight title. They just won off of Sergey the Crusher, Kovalev, with a knockout. Superior knockout of boxing. A, a fight that he had to show heart and determination against. A fight where he was, in my estimation, losing. On the cards, I want to say that not even my estimation, that the judge's estimation, he was losing on the cards. I had to come back and fight a true competitor to win that WBO belt, the Sergey, the crusher, Kovalev. Um, but Canelo's going to drop the belts. probably going to drop down to that 160. Hopefully, we'll see who he's going to fight next. Maybe go for Caleb Smith at that 168. But Canelo's got many moves to make, but light heavyweight isn't one of them. JP, what do you think about what's going down with my man, Canelo?
0: Yeah, I think if we were both um writing a thesis on Canelo, ours would sound a lot different. Mine would be something like Canelo, you know, one of the best fighters of his time, yet with one of the most checkered past. Of any fighter of this time You know man dudes, Shit man I love And I like Canelo a lot He's probably like one of my favorite fighters I like his little swag His little style And then when he get in the ring He come to fight But It's been like you know What, what are people saying now It's Shit is littered with Strategic maneuvering And that's what we're getting more of no, you two, we could talk about Canelo now, got a JP, ten
1: fight contract. Hmm? JP, I hate to even do sure. this to you, dog. I'm about to hit you with my Simon right now, because uh, now you're the guy that's all about business, right? You're the business sure. part of the thing, so you can't mm-hmm. down talk Canelo for man. business it's business, moving. right? You can't. Uh, no. You now, can't fault mean... Canelo for moving.
0: That might be racist.
1: You might be being racist. No, right now
0: that don't mean I agree with the shit, and I, I and I would like you to like do it at least well. You know, cause, like before Canelo even really got to these type of network deals, he was already picking off bullshit titles coming up through the uh, rankings. You know what I mean? And then uh, now, then he did go on a on a, a few fight spree of fighting real comp trout. I believe it was consecutively in some. Some fashion like Mayweather, Trout, Laura. It was some good shit there for a minute. It went really well, and then we had the Kirkland, the Khan consecutively. Um, then we got our triple G fights. So he he's he's jumping in and out, you know, it's, in oh, between all like that. Of young course,
1: Elfman, I
0: love it, Canelo. Uh, man, I, I told you I love him. I'm, I like Canelo. Who, Canelo hard not to like He throw punches He hits hard He got swagger and style You can tell he's a badass Even though you don't understand a word he's saying um, What's not to like about Canelo And he's he's been moved He's been in our eyes for a Fucking nearly 15 years now It seems like But uh, he's too good To have to be maneuvered like this For me and I hate it um, the business, y'all want to talk about that? Canelo got a ten fight deal. Man, that is long, bro. So we about to see some bullshit when it comes to Canelo in the future. Believe me, he ain't about to fight ten tough fights. Believe me, we might not see Triple G for another three, four fights with this dude. Triple G over there, pissed off like, man, what I, who I'm even fight over here? You know, Triple G's pissed over there, like. Well, I, you can see in Triple G's face, he know he ain't getting Canelo. He no good. He fight Derevchenko, man. Good, you know. And, uh, Triple G, be a man of your word and fight Derevchenko. man, they got a, they got to they got to save Triple G something. They can't have him getting whooped. You know, he got a couple fights over there, but Canelo has ten, bro. That's a long term fucking contract. Now, maybe he don't have to fulfill it all. He can just pull out whenever he wants, but if he don't get that 300 mil, it's attached to all them fucking fights. So, that said to me, we're going to see bullshit when it comes to Canelo. Something good, but a lot more bad than good. And look, that's expected. I
2: mean, a 10-fight deal, you don't expect every fight to be hard, you know, because... The wear and tear of boxing. If every if you fought hard fight after hard fight after hard fight after hard fight, guys wouldn't you know last because your competition is they can fight too. So you're not going to be able to whitewash everybody. You're going to have some hard fights. So um, degree, I'm good degree, with that. But my, my my problem is, and you 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 said it. You, you know you 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 know kind of talked about it where you know every you know majority of these guys are strategic, but then there's levels of strategic. There's, you know, there's, like, what I complain about is when you're strategic to the point where you're you're starting to um, water down the product, you know? That's when I have an issue. But I get it, you know? You're not going to go from, you know, Triple G to, um, you know, to Jacobs to, uh, you know, whoever, Andrade and then Charlo and whatever, all back-to-back. I get that, so I ain't got a problem. With Canelo, my problem with him is he, he – they go, they go too far with it. You can be strategic, but they do it to the point where it's, so, it's just so disrespectful to the sport. Like, you know, you didn't have to fight Josecito Lopez. You didn't have to fight Amir Khan. You could have found somebody just one weight class smaller than you that you could have knocked out. But you decided, I'm going to get somebody two weight classes smaller. You know? And usually guys do that one time and they they're like you know, they do their like their Danny Garcia Rod Salka or you know whatever a one off. This guy did it twice. And he's supposed to be a pay per view guy, so more people are putting money into him to pay pay to see him fight. You know? Then you fix some fights, you know, didn't even do a good job to put a muzzle on Kovalev. You know, I would to make sure, hey, Kobla, you he can't say nothing. You couldn't even put a muzzle on that dude. You know what I mean? Not, it's called a non-disclosure, homie. That's what you should have done. You know, but he he started getting in his feelings. He started running his mouth. You know, just confirmed what we all believed. Besides Willa, which was a fixed fight, and I guess the I guess uh, you know they lying. couldn't meet the price of of better beef and um uh B-ball because he. He, he, you know, he did what I expected him to do, which was drop that belt because he knows he has no business being over there. And the only reason why he was over there was because Kovalev took the bag, you know, so that's what it is. So now we'll see what he does. I suspect he's going to fight Triple G again. I think the fight will have happen at 168 next for his uh, fake regular title. And Triple G will get beat up in, in the fight and probably get stopped in the fight. Not a stoppage like dro- getting dropped and something like that. It'll probably be a controversial stoppage, but we'll get into that another time. But that's what I think will, is going to happen in that fight. But, yeah, not, that doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, better beef and uh, you know, better beef and be ball have integrity, unlike
0: Kovalev and Golden Boy Promotions. Dog, look at what we've got since he's got over there. Rocky Fielding, Daniel Jacobs, Kovalev. Was he on the zone with Daniel Jacobs?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he, since the he fought
1: Jacobs. Yeah, he fought Jacobs uh, I mean, after just he fought Fielding. Then Kovalev. It's, it's not that he,
2: he went, hey, listen, Bum, to this, man. He Jacobs, fought. and then Fixed Fight. His first three fights were Bum. Jacob sticks fight.
0: Man, I'm <laughs> looking at this guy, man.
1: He fought Mosley, then he fought Josecito Lopez, you know, tough, tough competitor. Then he fought Trout, Mayweather, and Laura. Those are all good fights. He fights Kirkland, that was easy work. Then he fights Cotto for, uh, you know, to become the lineal champ right there. Then he fought, so that's a tough fight. Then there he fights Con- How drunk I
0: was that night. Look, I know I had some drinks <laughs> that night,
2: but I still
1: think Cotto won, man. I don't give a fuck. So that's a tough fight. Nah, it was it's
2: close. So I mean, it was close, man. I I mean, I think I think Canelo won, but that was another fight where, you know, on one hand, he's getting out box, but Cotto's punches are having no effect on Canelo. Canelo's throwing, picking the shots, throwing shots here and there, but they had an effect on uh, Cotto. So. You know, but the, the the problem I had with that fight was the scorecards. I mean, one of the scorecards I think had
0: it eleven to one.
1: That's crazy. I think that's what I had it.
0: So, uh, yeah, man, I, I've been laughed out the building. Niggas <laughs> been laughed me out the building about this Kodo shit. Um, but yeah. I, I, I just seen Kodo outboxing them easily, man. I don't know.
1: Well, he won that one. Then he fought Khan. Liam Smith and Chavez. I say those are all, you know. Khan's a tough competitor. Liam Smith, I think, uh, was he the champion. Says for the WBO. That was the, best,
2: that was the best he ever looked to me was against Liam Smith. That's that's why. That's why I'm not high on him. You fought all these names in that mention, right? The the most I've ever been impressed with Canelo was against Liam Smith. Well, so that's,
1: that's why exactly. So that's the. So that's a tough fight. Then he gives you Chavez Jr. All right, that's not a good one. Then he gives you Golovkin twice. Rocky Fielding for a, for a belt goes up, fights Rocky Fielding, fights Jacobs, then fights Tobler. He's He's got a pretty good resume, man. When it comes down to it, he's not he, giving you a lot wise, of bugs.
2: Yeah, no, name-wise, yes, nobody's ever questioned that. But you have to, when you want to really nitpick, not even nitpick, just go through each fight and you say what you remember about that fight. Me, when I think about it, I think about uh, unimpressed, 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 unimpressed. uh, Impressed against Liam Smith, washed by Floyd. That's his resume to me. Like, you know, I I
0: lost
1: both the Golovkin fights to me. Lost both. Oh, but you you hate it. You say you like this guy. (laughs) You know, I do. You did, but you talk to you down, talk him about the business and say he's losing all these <laughs> fights. You think he lost three fights? You know, like this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him, man. But it is
0: what is it is. We all know Laura, whoopie. Hey, yeah, cool. you already know, know why that.
1: he's
2: using that business. Hey, hey. Well, hey, you, you, you already cool. know why he's using that business thing against uh 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 Canelo. Is because Canelo's not with the PBC. If Canelo was with the PBC, he'd block. Me the business man. And anybody you know, signed a ten fight
0: deal. You didn't sign your soul to the devil, you signed a ten fight deal. You you are actor at that point. Oh man, please. Ten fight that's deal a,
2: I mean that's a you long, long know deal freedom. man. And, and he's got a bad knee too. You like whew, you know? I mean but hey, whatever. You know what I mean? But but hey, look look, this is kinda still on subject right now. But thinking of the business Man the checks that the zone Is writing is crazy Bro they gave Mikey Garcia 7 million dollars To fight A one fight deal That's where the business is really at I mean him and Jesse Vargas have a
0: good fight But 7 million dollars yeah. That's how you get it done uh, you Bring that bag out Bring out that baggy bag And you niggas don't want that commitment Now over there it's commitment time. <laughs> now, if you want a PBC fighter, bring out a bag with no commitment. Here we come. Yeah, that's why yeah. Simba
2: has. Whoo, we gonna find out what Simba really about. You know, he said. He said, Andrade, Chinny is him. You know, you said. You say we know. This is we two things we know that is true. We know that Simba said, A.K.A. Jamal Charlo said that Andrade is chinny as hell. Number two, mm-hmm. we know the zone is writing fat checks. So brother, mm-hmm. you better take that fight. Or you or you are super duck.
1: Well I think they will. Well, I think they'll duck it. Yeah, I doubt it. That's a belt. That's unification. We gotta see. And that's money too.
2: So what can you really say? Yeah. There's there's titles and then yeah. there's
1: money.
0: If you don't now, take we, that fight yeah. Andrade ain't got no notoriety He has no status attached to him You know, this is that'll be a, a Hardcore fight And that's not what you're trying to do with Jamal Charlo Who has star quality Who has star looks You know, who has more cachet Than Demetrius Andrade So what you're trying to do If you got Charlo, big Charlo um, You're you trying to get Triple G You're trying to get Golovkin you would take Jacobs, but you definitely not. No, he, he don't want Jacobs.
2: Jacobs. No, 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 no.
1: Take Jacobs hey, out. He, Jacob, he had that opportunity. Hey, we got
2: He didn't take yeah, that. Jacobs.
1: Yeah, Jacobs went to super middleweight. Canelo sent him back. No, packets. I'm just saying,
2: but he had that opportunity, and that he didn't want the smoke. We know that. So
1: you could. I agree no, with no, you. No, yeah. No.
2: If you if you have if you can get Triple G and Canelo, yes, you take that over Andrade. But we know one thing. Jesse Vargas has no star quality, but Mikey Garcia is still making seven million dollars to fight him. So money's money at the end of the day, and yeah. you, you in this business to make money, and take care of your family, and you can say whatever you want about who's doing the business best and this and that. I don't care about any that. We know one thing: he ain't making no seven million dollars
1: uh, if he don't I'm, take that I fight. wonder if he's still with Al Haymon. Huh? Is he still? Is he I mean, look, Al Heyman at I all? Mean,
2: Al, look, look, hey. No, Al, uh, Al, Mikey Al, look, Garcia. I mean, Al, when there's too much, look, you gotta think about this. When there's too, when there's, at a certain point, Al, Al, Al can't com, you know, keep stopping you from taking, you know, life changing money. You know what I'm saying? That's right. why, or life changing opportunities. There's a reason why he allowed Andy Ruiz to go over there, and even as the underdog, big underdog, go fight Joshua because the money and the opportunity. So, you know, Mikey in and, and this situation, what it tells me is, is two, you know, many different layers to this. Number one, he went over there and everything. He left, you know, quote, unquote, left the PVC, but it's a one deal, so we don't know. Maybe he goes back. We don't know. But what it tells me is that I felt for a while he was going to fight Pacquiao next. So what that tells me is, is Floyd coming back? Because Mikey's over at the zone now. And I hope not. I hope Floyd ain't coming back. But this tells me maybe it's possible. And then if it's not Floyd fighting Pacquiao next, who is?
1: Who is? It's going to be Floyd? Ain't. It's probably going to be Floyd, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Don't it's be Floyd. Floyd bro, but, but, hey, speaking of
2: the but, but zone, hey, yeah, but anyways, the zone's writing the crazy checks, bro. So yeah, dudes need to. I mean, dude's got to make some real decisions, man, right now.
0: Hey, But who wouldn't want to see Floyd come back and fight Broner? They start talking some good Broner, be like, fuck that old nigga. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'll be all here for it. Fuck it. Let's do it. I'm here for it. Uh, uh,
2: it no, nah. I mean, uh, he had enough chances. I'm sorry. And he and he ain't fought
1: since that He don't want uh, to give a brother no money like that. <laughs> and Floyd is just a –
0: he's an ex- exhibition at this point. Pack, well, pacquiao going on and looked good and beat Keith Thurman, man, so I don't even know what to say about Pacquiao at this point. But you still assume yeah. Floyd's going to beat him. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, so, you know, uh, it's, it's well, interesting. It's a lot of layers to that Mikey Garcia situation. But the zone ain't playing, man. They brought They got Mikey over there. They've been chasing Mikey for a while. They've been chasing a lot of those dudes. Finally, one of them took the money, uh, you know, uh, and now they're going after Charlo. And with the Charlo situation, like I said, it's very similar to which which is you hold a major title, you're over on another network, but everybody else that matters is on another network. And we know that that shouldn't matter if you really want to fight, but if people want to say one side needs to go sign over there, then – he needs to go over there. That's the way I look at it, because Charlo, people want to talk about Crawford's resume. Look at Charlo's resume, you know? So I'm just saying, Charlo got some decisions to make, man. I mean, you say the man's chinny as hell. You know what? Go over, the, go over to the zone, get the career-high payday, knock him the hell out, and now you're the unified champion at middleweight. You've got two belts now. And that, that actually puts you in a better position to get one of those guys that you really want, which is Canelo and Golovkin, because you're holding two belts.
1: Well,
0: you see
1: the, the well he's going to get He's going to go, man. He's not, you know, for that $7 million, you know, uh, Al Hayman's letting boys go over there and make moves, as we see. I'm pretty sure he's still, because that's with the zone, right? It's not, he didn't, it, it wouldn't be with match rooms. I don't believe it's like
2: a no, and it's just a one fight deal too. Yeah. you know, like like my yeah, so a Al one fight was probably, seven million dollar deal. You know, yeah, I mean, Al's, Al's
0: probably, probably still in the way the of money. Yeah. getting the way of nothing. man. That's, and he that ain't even the energy Al's ever had to get in the way of nothing, and, and the, the difference is, the PBC guys can go. They got that 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 movability about themselves. Those guys cannot. That's why Fury couldn't come get that fifty mil that they tried to bluff and say they didn't have. You know what I'm saying? And then when Al and Shelly Finkel flashed on their ass, it was like, oh, you mean yeah, you mean yeah, you mean, but we, you mean yeah. Anthony Joshua, not Fury. Yeah, Anthony Joshua. And when they flashed on him, motherfuckers were like, oh, uh, no, 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 yeah, no. You know, pure Yeah, well, pushes, we already know. But Joshua was ducking and, Duck and Wilder. We know that. You know, they yeah. don't have the, the, the freedom in their contracts to even do that. So they got to pay. They don't. No, they but that's not the re- No, 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 no. Hey, that, guys, an, guys. Anthony hey, Joshua you know. did
2: not fight hey. Wilder. because uh, He did not fight Wilder. It had nothing to do with his network ties and I, he didn't want want to fight Wilder because he didn't want to get knocked out. That's it. Very simple. He didn't think he
1: could hey win. Minute, Fuck all that. Fuck all that. Hey man, we can't go we can't go off the uh, off the hinges, man. We gotta we ain't gonna be trying to be out here all night. Now we got two more topics that we talked about. We brought up Daniel Jacobs. How dare I disrespect? You know we were talking about Canelo. Uh, you know the top the number one guy when it comes to boxing these days. But how dare we res- uh, disrespect the Prince? of Mexico. You know, coming back, Julio Cesar Chavez fighting in the super middleweight fight against Daniel Jacobs, 35, you know, Daniel Jacobs, 35 and 3, 29, 29 KOs versus uh, Chavez Jr., 51. You know, we're talking about these Mexican fighters that be having 50 uh, 50 fights at this young age, like Canelo and my man Chavez Jr., 50, 51, 3 and 1, man. So they're about to have this fight. There was all this this talk about Chavez Jr. You know, running out the, uh, running out the gym when Bada came to uh, the drug testing agency came to get him, uh, him fighting in Arizona. I think they were supposed to uh, be fighting in, uh, in, uh, Las Vegas at first, but he failed to, or he didn't take the test. Then they moved it to Arizona. Then they were talking about how, uh, the zone, uh, what's the name? Eddie Hearn might not be able to promote in Las Vegas anymore. Might be getting sued, all this kind of stuff, man. But comes find out, I think uh, everything's good with Ch- Chavez Jr. and uh, in Las Vegas. So I think everything's cool with that. He's fighting Daniel Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs coming off that Canelo beating. Canelo sent them packing. He was making excuses all of a sudden, you know. You know how it goes when you lose to the best, man. So, he had to go up there. He's fighting Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Um, I'm not sure what the hell is going to go on with this fight. Daniel Jacobs should give uh, Chavez Jr. a boxing lesson. Chavez Jr. has been out the game doing the fool for the longest. But uh, he's fighting on his own. He looks good. You know, he's been putting out videos where he's running around Doing a little exercises. So it looks like he's been taking it serious. He's bulked up, didn't fail any tests. The fight's going on. Uh, Daniel Jacobs versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. JP, the Prince is back. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, man. Going to search up that from whatever injunction they got have to give his ass to get him back in. We got to talk about that a little bit if we're going to talk about this at all. But, um, they to do, I think I read a headline with some injunction they had to do. I don't even know the particulars with Chavez Jr. ass, but he looked like that, that narcotic got a hold of him, if you ask me. This is Eddie Hearn, and I'm talking about Eddie Hearn digging deep into the barrels of boxing to bring a motherfucker back. You know, because this, this is, you know, and Daniel Jacobs sitting over there at the zone a rotting investment. they like, man, what are we going to do with this motherfucker? You know, we don't want to just send him over to Triple G and Triple G beat him because what are we going to do with him? So they got to find somebody with a name for him to actually beat. And that's tough, you know. And this is what they had to do to start fulfilling Daniel Jacobs' obligation. You know, and Daniel Jacobs, man, I've just never been overly impressed. Um he lost the fight. He's most known for losing a close fight to Golovkin. That was there for his taking, and he never uh, crossed that line of uncertainty to go get that win. So I don't give a shit. Um, I don't care about <laughs> Daniel Jacobs. I don't think he's very good. So uh, that's where I feel about Daniel Jacobs.
1: All right, man. Do you think he can beat uh, Chavez Jr., though? Yeah? Should be easy work, right? What's he doing, Teo?
0: Chavez Jr., He's uh he is literally a punching bag. but uh, He is really one. I'm serious. Somebody should just right. cat everlast across his deck goddamn forehead
1: because he's a real punching bag. Uh, I feel that. So think this is, you ain't gonna be checking this fight out. side, so, man, he's talking bad about your boy Jacobs. I know you're a Jacobs fan. Thought he could beat Canelo. You know, we both were uh we both were there when he gave Triple G that that work, man. I think that was a good night, man. But what you think about this fight, Chavez Jr. versus Jacobs?
2: Nah, man. I'm I'm a real consistent individual when it comes to this boxing game, man. And when you don't conduct yourself the right way, I don't fuck with you no more. And with Jacobs, I don't fuck with him no more. So, But as far as this fight, I am uh, pulling for Chavez, but you ask me who I think's gonna win. Of course, you gotta go with Jacobs. But I'm hoping that Chavez can somehow go in there and humble Jacobs. Jacobs needs to be humbled. I don't know if y'all heard the story about him and his trainer uh, splitting up and everything. Well, some of the details came out, and you know, basically, trainers get usually around 10% of the purse, right? So basically, when Jacobs fought Canelo. Uh, Jacobs didn't tell him, but basically only paid him less than 1% of the purse. And that was the reason why they split up. That's some shady shit, man. You know? You know, I get I get it. You're getting a career-high payday, so now the 10% becomes a lot more out of your paycheck, but at least let the guy know. You know what I mean? He didn't let them know. He just gave him the money and it happened to be less than 1% of his purse. I just think that's very shady business. Same with what Triple G did uh, to Abel Sanchez. You know know me. Nobody has, uh, you know, went in on Abel Sanchez like I have, you know. But when it comes to, like, business and, like, integrity and being a man of your word, and I'm doing these services for you and you need to pay me, you know, it is what it is. You know, I don't have to like you to know what's wrong and what's right. And I just don't like the way Golovkin and Jacobs been handling their business recently. So, yeah, man, fuck Jacobs, man. I hope hopefully Chavez Jr. can not be a punching bag and land land a good shot and knock him out. Fuck that dude.
1: Damn, that's two of y'all. Don't fuck with Jacobs like that, man. Hey, neither do I. I'm I'm glad y'all finally came on the on the uh, on the bandwagon, uh, Jacobs. You know, I thought he was all right against Triple G, but I never really fucked with him. Tried to punk a, a young Charlo, you know, talking about making ends and all that, but, you know, it really didn't work. Never really <laughs> fucked with Jacobs that. I did like that one. That was a classic, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never really liked uh, Jacobs after that. Like I said, Canelo gave him that work. But since the best Mexican has beat his ass, he's probably going to try to beat the Prince of Mexico's ass. And we'll see. Hopefully it's a good fight probably ain't going to be. I'm sort of similar to Sam. I'm rooting for Chavez Jr., but I doubt he has what it takes because at the end of the day, Jacobs ain't a bum out there on the scene. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good boxer, man. So, On to the last little thing, man. Got a question for both of you guys.
2: Hey, man. Fuck all that. Fuck all that.
1: Now, Anthony Joshua offers to spar Tyson Fury, to help in preparation for the Wilder Fury 2, that's supposedly supposedly going to be February 22nd. I'm hearing a lot of talk about it, a lot of posts, but nothing too official. So, you know, I, wanna, I when I see it, I'll believe it. But Joshua, so scared of Wilder. We talked about it earlier on how he ducked Wilder when the $50 million was offered. He's so scared of him. He's willing to train with his arch nemesis. He's willing to join forces to stop this man when it comes to Deontay Wilder, the Bronx Bomber, to stop him. Another black man. I don't even really take it there because it's weak anyway because this this is the guy that wants what you got also. He offers to come with fury to help him get ready, Fury comes back and says that he accepts. JP, what kind of move is this coming from Joshua, offering the trained Fury to fight to fight wild? Does it shows that he's scared? Do you, uh, are you rocking with that? This is just another UK brother move.
0: Uh definitely some sucker shit. Um I don't feel no, no black-on-black crime being had here or anything like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's definitely some sucker shit, man. I don't know if this has ever, and maybe it has, but maybe this happens, man. I, I don't know, but it's like my UK brother, let's team up to stop King Kong from coming overseas. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely just, speaks to Joshua just not sitting that, that, just not being a badass enough for us. You know, man, this is America. Now, I don't know, in other places, man, they like depression and anxiety and shit. You know what? We like Stone Cold Steve Austin. We like The Rock. We like shit like that. You we know, don't you know, so for all the both of them motherfuckers, uh Fury and him then went through bouts of depression and panic attacks and shit like that and maybe that's the and that's the more of a norm here also, I ain't gonna hold it, but I'm just saying, man, uh it just speaks to Joshua and the part that I myself don't like about him and I think it's the part that most people really hold out on when it comes to him. He just don't have that I guess the dog, you could call it, um, you know, something's not there. The moxie, more to say, are the, the confidence, the certainty about himself. You know, he, it seems like he has could be have a bit of a fragile ego from time to time, whereas Wilder and Fury, you know, you can't tell them nothing about themselves. You know, they hunter they, they with it. So that sucker of shit, and I think it lends itself to that, man.
1: Hey, sign. Would you ever train with your arch nemesis to fight your other arch nemesis? Would you pull one of these moves, Joshua? Fuller. Hell no.
0: Hell no, man.
2: Come on. That's some. weird. That, I don't even know what to say about that, man. I I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a, just a different. You know. You know, it's a cultural thing. It's a, you know, different different countries or something like that. Some some of these dudes are too friendly, man. Like, I can't get knocked out, and you clown me for getting knocked out, and then I'm gonna come help you get in a, get ready for a fight. You remember what Fury was doing when he got knocked out by Ruiz? He even said he didn't think he was gonna win the rematch. Now all of a sudden he's trying to help him spar for Wilder, and he offered to help him. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that. Uh, Tyson Fury reached out to him. He, he he reached out to Fury. Man, I don't know what's up with these guys, man. This, that is just not... That is just different, man. These dudes are different, man. Weirdos, man. Uh, but, you know, there might be an ulterior motive. Hey, hey, the fight was close the first time. I feel my... You know, you know if I fight Fury later on, Fury's not going to knock me out if I lose, but... Wilder wins a fight, and I fight Wilder eventually. He going to knock me out. So, hey, if I can do anything to help out Fury, I'll try. You know, it might be some type of ulterior motive like that. But, man, but that is some of the weirdest shit I've heard in a while. And that's saying a lot because we're talking about boxing here.
1: (laughs) Definitely, man. I don't understand this guy, Joshua. You know, he builds himself up only to let himself back down with this move, to me, in my eyes, man. After the fight against Ruiz, a lot of people thought it was a boring fight. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was action-packed. Well, not action-packed, but full of – it was full of excitement for me. And I enjoyed the fight, man. So, you know, me, I started jumping on the Joshua bandwagon again. Just not the bandwagon, but just hyping him, you know, not really – still thinking that he can – he's going to get knocked out by Wilder, but I I, I was willing to show him a little love as the two-time heavyweight champion, knocking out Ruiz, even though uh, Ruiz looked, you know, suspect in there. But this move right here, reading that, I was like, man, what the hell? Just another UK brother move. These guys out here always doing some, some funny stuff, man. And this is, this is no, no different from what happens every time, man. You put your, Put your faith in these guys, man. Yeah, I don't understand what he's doing. He's so scared of Wilder that he's joining up with Tyson Fury, a guy, like you said, has talked shit about him, a guy who wants his belt, a guy who says him and Wilder are the best two heavyweights in the game and there's no one no one else close. Um, hey, I wouldn't help him do anything. You know, you show them respect. You know, they are countrymen, uh, but... You know, I wouldn't be showing him this much love. And Joshua's pulling a crazy, crazy move, I think, man. But uh yeah. I think that's about it, man. We gone gone a good long time, an hour forty, man. So yeah, before we get out of here, wanna see if JP's got anything else that he wants to bring up before we before we go on and go calling the night.
0: Man, son, you know I want to know if that fight going to happen. We ain't got a venue. We ain't got no tickets. Is Fury Wilder 2 happening, sir? Oh,
2: man. Why wouldn't it be happening, man? I mean, hey. We're going to see, man. I mean, he got his new trainer, which I don't like, you know, for his his own sake. Um, We got a date, you know, they're ironing out the... uh, You know, the venue, but, hey, we'll see, man. I already said, if the fight don't happen, I'll be the first one going crazy, running my mouth, talking shit, as you guys say, even though I don't talk shit. But, yeah, I will be talking shit if the fight don't happen. But, as of right now, on both sides, both sides are acting like it's happening. So, why wouldn't I be acting like it's not happening? You know? So, hey, we'll see. It's right around the corner, but sure. if it does happen, you need to come on here and apologize to top
0: Rank and Fury. <laughs> no, man, I, I think it'll happen. I mean, everybody now Aaron did say oh, we we're planning to do this grandiose presentation after the Heisman Trophy presentation. It's going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen. Didn't do none of that. So – you know that, cause that they don't that that right, that cause They don't got
2: a venue. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know what I mean. You kind of want to be able to. You got. You want to be able to sell. If you're if if you're putting on an event, you want to be able to sell the total event. And if you don't have an, a
0: venue yet, then you know what I mean. So I don't see why uh, that's a problem. I I don't see why that would ever be an issue. But I I think it'll happen though. But I don't I don't see why that's a problem. It ain't never been a problem whenever else time they ready to get going.
2: I mean, you remember – people forget this. You remember when Mayweather-Pacquiao happened? That fight, their press conference was like less than eight weeks before the fight happened. They were running tight on time. Remember that. You can go look it up yourself. They fought, you know, of course, single to mile weekend. But the press – the very first press conference – they only had – first of all, they only had one press conference for that big-ass fight. One. They didn't go all these different countries. I mean, you know, cities, press tour. Because they were running short on time, they had to, you know these guys got to get in training camp and get to work. So, you know, str- you know, sh- you know, shorter windows have happened. You know, this fight was agreed upon before both fighters had their uh, last fight. So they they they've been knowing what's going on. But hey, like I said I'll, I'll be I'll be uh, you know, I'll definitely go in on Fury and Top Rank and all them if the fight don't happen. Well unless the the cut situation. If the cut's real, if the situation with the cut is real, that's different. But anything else, I'll be going in, for sure. But but like I said, you need to apologize if it happens in February.
1: I will tip my hat. I will gladly tip my hat. Yeah, make sure you do that, man. I don't I'm not saying it ain't going down going down, but uh I need to see some action. They talk like, But I think they said they were gonna do it, uh they were going to do a press conference and they were going to do it um, over the internet. I, I believe they said they were only going to, I think they said they're only going to do one also like the Pacquiao and uh, Mayweather. For some reason, I think Bob Arum said that and they're going to do some kind of did some kind of one over the internet. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, man. It's the internet. On what? What? It, it, like he's going to broadcast they, it. He's, he's just going to do Yeah. He's just going to do one. I think he said he's just going <laughs> to broadcast it over, you know, do it over the net, Doug. Live stream it. I think he's gonna live but stream. I, I think that's what he too, said.
2: Like Mayweather-Pacquiao sold itself, so in their eyes, they probably like we don't got to do a bunch of
1: stuff. This fight has been sold.
2: Maybe they think yeah, the yeah, rematch so has been sold already.
1: Because, you know, yeah, they were talking about uh, how uh, Fury. I mean, not Fury. Who was this? Yeah, how how the zone. You know how the zone is going to different countries every time. They're going across the across the uh, across the globe. Uh, across the pond every time they're coming over here and they asked Bob Aram about that and I I believe I want to say that was him he just said they were going to stream it or maybe they're going to do a press conference like that they weren't hitting everywhere they're just going to do it you know they're going to stream it I believe that's what he said I could be could be wrong I mean they seem to think 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 it's going to do two million
2: they think it's doing two million bro so they might think the fight's selling itself I don't think it's going to do two million
1: yeah but, hey, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Two million, that's a lot. Clearly doing two million. Money. Baby yeah. happy with Yeah, I don't That shit ain't doing too Yeah. It. Yeah, two, two million these days. I don't even think – I don't think the KSI and Logan Paul did two million, though. So, yeah, that's been the biggest thing. So, we'll see how that goes, man. Hopefully that happens. Hopefully we, we hear this uh, announcement we'll see exactly what kind of uh, promotion they'll be doing, man. But that's where we're going to end it, man. want to thank y'all for coming out. Shout out to my boy JP out there in Inglewood. Shout out to that boy Seattle Simon out there in Washington. Uh, Janelle was on earlier, but he got out. He said, let's get this show on the road. He must have had something going on. But, uh, Black yeah, we'll be must back. Be <laughs> yeah, the Panthers must be meeting. Yeah, so we'll Hopefully, we'll see y'all on Sunday. We'll see where RC is. Hopefully, he's alive and well. Uh, you know, it is Wednesday, so he's getting probably getting it started, getting the weekend started. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, outside of the boxing podcast, we'll catch y'all next Sunday to go over the fight. Peace.